icons of real estate, Oregon. Are you ready to learn from the real life experiences and the proven money-making secrets of Oregon's top producers? If you're an ambitious real estate agent in Oregon, ready to skyrocket your business, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Maureen Healy, licensed Oregon realtor. Tune in weekly where every guest will have a story to tell and tips to share to help you increase your own business. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO, and your all-inclusive real estate platform, Icons of Real Estate. Hi there, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Maureen Healy, and I am the host of the Icons of Real Estate podcast, Oregon edition. I'm here with Angie Holmes, who is a broker with Windermere Van Vliet in Medford, Oregon. So you are down south from me in Portland. Yeah, probably like four and a half, five hours, I think, from where you are. Mm -hmm. Are you from that area? Yeah, I grew up here. I went to high school here and pretty much been here my whole life. Got it. So I I always like to start off with a little bit of history. If you had a, a different job before real estate, what were you doing and how did you become attracted to real estate and move into the field? So I started working, I was been in a dental office since when I was in high school, I worked at a dental office. Um, after school, I went, my senior year, I went to school to like noon and then I would just come in and just do cleanup in the afternoon. And that dentist was my family dentist. And he, they just kind of like took me under their wing, showed me everything. And I started assisting then I actually got my x-ray license for dental when I was in high school. Oh my and so I've been like, yeah, so I've been in the dental field for a long time, over 30 years. And I had been over the last few years, just felt like there was something more, even though I love dentistry and I love the office I worked for my, the dentist I worked for, I was his first dental assistant from when he got out of dental school, I was like 18. He was, you know, 27. So, um, it was an amazing experience and it was perfect for that time in my life. Even though I look back and go, Oh, I should have changed her before, but I think it was just everything happens in the time it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just started feeling like there were, I, for a few, like five, at least five years, I was like, there, I just wanted something more, you know? Sure. And, um, someone that suggests I'd met a new friend and she's like, she was a real estate agent and she's like, you should be a, you would be really good in real estate. I think you should do, you should be a real estate agent. And she probably wasn't even like, really like, Maybe she was just giving me a compliment. I don't even know if it was like true, but I, that just got in my mind and I started thinking about it. And my husband was like, I think he would be a good real estate agent. And then I just really thought, thought, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I signed up for the class and it took me a year to complete the course. I had to get a few extensions. So I got my license and I started last January, but I was just working part-time. I was kind of holding on to that dentistry as like a security blanket in case it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And that was until about the end of April last year, I was still working at the dentist office part-time like two days a week and then doing real estate the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Then I quit at the end of April and went full-time in May. And from then till now, I I love it. I, I love it so much. So do you miss the dentist, the dental work at all? No, not really. I don't miss that at all. I miss sometimes a little bit sometimes, like when it's a little stressful, it deals a little stressful. My husband's like, well, even though you're like, it's kind of stressful. Are you still happy that you're not like in dentistry or like doing what you did before? And I'm like, yeah, except for it's Friday and I wouldn't be working today uh-huh. <laughs> in dentistry because we just worked four days a week. Uh, but I love the flexibility. I love making my own schedule 
And it's a perfect time for me. My kids are grown. So I don't have to worry about necessarily going in the evenings and missing things with them or anything like that. So yeah, no, I don't miss it at all. Actually. How old are your kids? They are 29 and 26. Okay. So they're out in the house doing their own thing at this. Yeah. And then I have a, a, a daughter. She's my stepdaughter, but she's like my daughter. She is my daughter. She's 31. And so she has a baby. So we actually have a grandbaby. Yeah. Um, It's nice when they live close enough where you can actually participate and see them. They don't like uh, none of the kids live close in the town, but the grandbaby, he's like five hours away. So we don't get to see him if we want, but he is within driving distance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can see them, but not every day necessarily Yeah, close enough to visit. Yes. All my family is back East and in Texas. So I don't like, I have to get on a plane if I want to do any of that stuff, but I try to do at least once or twice a year. Yeah. What would you say your superpowers are for this business? I think almost anything, no matter what business it is, is all about your mindset. And I really, really think that my mindset it's not perfect every day, but I really, really tried to just be positive and then just um, try to just bring that energy. I like serving my client and it's the best for them. And like, if it's going to, if it's meant to be, it'll work out. I always just have that mindset. Like, even if this offer doesn't get accepted or we're not going in high enough, it's okay. There's going to be something else that comes along better. And I just always feel like it's always going to work out how it's supposed to work out. And I feel like that is my that is kind of my superpower. Like I just don't, I try not to, of course, it's not always perfect. Like you do have bad days, but I try to just always remember that things are going to work out. And if it's meant to be, it will be. Yeah. And I think it's important to as agents for our own mindset to continue building our business, but also to um, project that to our clients that it's going to be okay. Cause I know sometimes they get really nervous or scared or uncertain, you know, there's like the cold feet, um, yeah. so being able to kind of talk them off the ledge and <laughs> right. pressing forward, so they make that offer gets accepted. And then they're like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. We can't afford this or whatever, but <laughs> you always want them to feel like they have control, but also know that that's normal the way they're feeling. And that, that mm-hmm. happens to a lot of people and it's going to be okay. Um, but yeah, just that. And then I always tell them too, okay, we're going to turn this offer in, but let me just tell you right now, if it doesn't get accepted, it's okay. If someone else comes in higher, because I always feel like no matter what, if this isn't the one that you get the next house, you're going to be happy that, that you didn't get that other house because the next one's going to be better. Right. One thing I like to do when I go back to my past clients, you know, six months or a year later, after they've been in the home for a while is to say, oh, do you remember, you know, these other houses that we saw that you really wanted. And now that you're here, how do you feel about it? And every time they're like, oh, I'm so glad it worked out this way. I don't think I ever had anybody say that they were unhappy, you know, even though at the time they might've been really upset about losing a certain house. Yeah. I feel like that um, always happens. Um, I wasn't in that frenzy or I've never had, like, I wasn't like when the people were putting multiple offers on a house, five and six offers and happened to go 25,000 over the price. I never, I wasn't in that. I think I, I mean, I joined last year and there was still some of that, but for some reason, my clients, the houses they choose, I've never had, I've been in multiple, like maybe a couple offers, my couple different people offering crazy offers, but not where I've had one client that's put in like five offers and haven't got the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I haven't had that. That's why I'm thankful. Yeah, for that too. It, it, it is. I was working during that time actually with one of my very good friends, uh, longtime friends and helping them upsize and we got a great price and sold their house right away. But then the search for the next house was right at the beginning of that frenzy. And we ended up having to do, we went to over a hundred houses and made God knows, I don't know, probably 40 offers or more Oh my word! That's until crazy. they finally got, yes, it was crazy. And I was telling them, I'm like, this isn't not normal, but it became the norm at that time, mm-hmm. you know, but this, it was like right at the very beginning of that, when, she, when we started looking and it was like, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, is this how it is? And I was like, well, not normally, but I guess it is now. <laughs> uh-huh. I had to really yeah. adjust, you know, our strategies, but. I think that's also like, I came in when the market was just maybe starting to cool off. It wasn't quite that frenzy and that kind of, I didn't know that I didn't come in in like 2019, I think when it was all started like, and so then now when things are slower, people like, so I think some of the older agents and newer agents are like, Oh, this is the worst I've ever seen it. I've never been in a market like this. And I just don't have that look. Cause I don't have that experience. And so mm-hmm. to me, it's just like, I don't know what I don't know. And so I think it's amazing. I think yeah, it's great. Right? It can only get better from here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I haven't had, I mean, I'm still having like a really good, really good track record and a really good luck with, um, homes getting an escrow and stuff. So I haven't had that huge amount of slowdown, but probably because I wasn't in the frenzy. So I don't even know what the huge amount of slowdown is, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So are you working primarily with buyers or do you also do listings? I do listings too, but I haven't had any listings yet. I've only had buyers. Yeah. I've had a few listing uh, appointments. Um, they're just not ready to sell yet. They're going to wait a little bit, but that will happen. But I, I, right now I've only had buyers. Gotcha. Well, the listing side is, is fun too. And I enjoy doing both personally. It's, it's a different thing, but I think having experience on both sides helps you, you know, as time goes on, the longer you stay in the business, when you kind of can see it from both perspectives, I think that's really helpful, especially with the clients when you're on one side and they're getting worked up about something, you can kind of show like, oh, well, think about it from the other perspective. And then that usually can get them to understand like, okay, here's our next step. This is going to be the best way to go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think that, and so many times, like we get in our mind, like at the time we're in the moment. So we're only like thinking about our buyer or, you know, um, but then to try to, but I have felt really bad for sellers too, even with just the buyers when they back out for some, uh, some reason, but they took their house off the market and They've been in escrow for three weeks mm-hmm. now. Now you want to back out and then they lose that momentum of their house being on the market. I feel like too, it just, and I feel that empathy still, even though yeah, I it's, the it's so funny because there, I feel like there is a little bit of not, I don't know. I mean, it's, it doesn't prevent business from moving forward, but there's a little bit of a stigma with a house that goes pending and then comes back on the market, especially yeah. if you look in the history and you see it's gone pending two or three times and come back. The, so the first question everybody always asks is what's wrong with the house? You know, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that agents um, in my area, at least have taken to putting in the, in the private remarks, they'll say back on the market, no fault of house, you know, yeah. buyer got cold feet or something to just, I've seen that too. And I still though think it hurts. Like you could have, like, they put their house into escrow and they had three offers, but they picked the best one. And then that person backs out. Mm-hmm. And even if you go to the other person, then, then, then all of a sudden they don't want it. Right. So I feel like it, it makes buyers want a house more like you do want it. Cause it's FOMO fear of uh-huh. missing out. Like they think, 
oh, someone else wants it. I want it more. But all of a sudden when that person doesn't want it anymore, oh, I don't want it either. Well, it's <laughs> so know? funny how the doubt creeps and they're like, there must be something wrong with it. That's the first conclusion everybody jumps to. And it might not be anything like that at all. It's just circumstantial no. or, you know, the buyer lost their job or whatever. Something happened that is just life happens and and now it's back and people have not, I don't know. It's just funny, but it, I've, I've realized how psychological this position is. Yes. And, you know, it's really important to understand different personality types and it, you kind of have to adjust based on your client and their demeanor. Totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then what I'm trying to, and as I go on, I learn something new each deal. I do. You think like, oh, I've got this. It's so easy. And the next one's totally different. And so just trying to have more of a process also and to educate my clients, like this is the, what the steps are, you know, um, and just to like, let them know the importance of each step and like why we're doing these steps just to kind of, I feel like that is helping a lot too, rather than, no, we got the inspection just because there's that on there. That doesn't mean that you're going to back out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, but yeah, I feel like just each thing I learn something new too. There's always something. So there learn. is, that is so true. I, I'm, uh, this is my sixth year and I still almost every transaction learns something new or something comes up that I've never dealt with before. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, uh, lessons learned, keep that, you know, notes handy for that. Uh-huh. Totally. Um, do you have like a daily routine or a power routine or a morning routine that you do to, you know, I during your have, work week? I have a morning routine like that. I feel like is so important just for that mindset and everything. I do like to get up early, although lately I haven't been getting up as early as I want to. It's been more like six instead of five. My rule goal is five to get mm-hmm. up at five, but yeah, I do, um, I always read like 10 patient pages of a personal development book. And then I also do have um, a devotional. I read my Bible and pray. And, um, but I do always, I read 10 pages of my of a personal development every single day. And then I pray devotional journal. I write gratitudes mm-hmm. and then I work out. I do all of that before I get up and get ready and go to the office. Um, and also, so that is my routine each morning. I don't, sometimes it takes me longer because and I try, I've been really trying not to pick up my phone because it's a time sucker and sucks you into the social media. Absolutely. Not even anything like you just scroll in. All of a sudden it's been like 30 minutes. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to go work out. I only have, you know, like so much time, but yeah. So I've been really, really trying not to try, like go into Instagram or Facebook. Uh-huh. Or it's, I it's like a rabbit morning. hole that sucks you in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Um, it is important in our line of work, but I get what you're saying. Like in the morning, when you're trying to get your head in the right place for the day, it's like that part can come later. First, I have to do these priorities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So- and it's not because I get into like a, people say, oh, don't look at the news or whatever. Cause I don't do that. It's not like I get into a negative headspace. I just feel like it just takes up so much of my time because yeah. all of a sudden now I'm, an, I've been up for an hour and I haven't accomplished anything. Cause I've just been scrolling and seeing what so-and-so's doing or whatever, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I try to work out every, not well, like the Monday through Friday, my husband and I both like, you know, have a pretty good, strong morning routine. Oh, that's great. Do you work out together? No. Cause he gets up a little earlier than I do. And since oh, really? I started real estate, 
Now I don't necessarily have to be at the office at a certain time. And so if I was a little bit more rigid, he works out before me and then I work out. We do work out at home most mornings though. Like we have our weights and stuff here at home. So we don't have to leave the house. That makes it easy. Mm-hmm. I know I've had so many gym memberships where I'll go, you know, like everybody I'll go for the first month. And then I'm just like, not going. I, <laughs> I just love not having to leave the house. It makes it uh-huh. like that much quicker. Even if the gym's really close, even if it's five minutes away, that's still an extra 10 minutes it is. that you don't have to waste because you already have everything you need at home. Mm-hmm. It makes it um, harder to avoid when it's so accessible. You've got, you know, like everything is right here. I could just walk yeah. in there and do it. It also makes it easy. I mean, working out, I feel like it's easy to do. It's also easy not to do. And oh, yeah. as soon as like, so if you just have that routine, then, then you're good, you know, <laughs> like you can't get away from it. Cause like it, it is like so easy to do and so easy not to do. Mm-hmm. What would you say is going great in your business right now? Are there any, um, either routines or strategies or type of lead generation or something specific that you're doing? that is working well for you? So I'm on my, I'm on a, a, a Zillow team with my, my real estate office. It's Zillow flex team. Okay. And so I know when those buyers call, even if I think I don't really ask, like, well, we, there's a whole set of rules, but I like to just meet people like right off, like to, as soon as you can, mm-hmm. and then just kind of like get into their sphere, I guess, you know, so they meet you person to person, face to face, and just kind of connect with them. And then I think that's working for me really well right now, like meeting them face to face, my buyers or sellers, and just being able to connect and then that making it clear that I can help them in any way they need, you know, with their real estate needs. And if they just call with a question and if it's a house they're looking at and maybe it's already pending, but then also letting them know that if this is what you like, I can send you some more, you know, other houses that are maybe in the same area. And with so much online these days, I feel like everyone can find what they want. And so you really have to make yourself valuable in that way because they can find everything they need online. So you have to set yourself apart somehow that way. And I just feel like meeting with them and my energy and like, let's go, let's find you guys a place this year. So I feel like like what's working for me right now is meeting them and connecting with them and also my energy to let them know that I'm going to work really hard for you guys. I'm going to find you guys something. Let's get this done, you know? Sure. Are you doing any sort of um, marketing to your personal sphere? (laughs) I could do better with that. Um, So also at Windermere, they're really nice. They're really good with um, setting this up with to succeed and sending all their new agents or even not new agents. And they pay for it to go to a ninja. It's called Ninja Installation. And so, and so it's all about like, they give you actually, there's nine steps to follow. And so it is sending out like two personal cards every day to someone like it doesn't have to necessarily be about real estate, but so that's what we're, so that's mostly what I'm doing. Even it could be like your hairdresser, your dog groomer, just, you know, thank you so much for taking care of the dogs. Like just something I just thought about you the other day. So when someone pops in your mind, just to send them a a card and it's not really about real estate, but it could be you just putting yourself on their mind. Maybe they're not looking for a house, but maybe they know a friend, then you getting that card from you one is a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. And then they could think, Oh, my friend so-and-so is a real estate agent. Now, you know, if you guys need sure. someone, you should use her. So um, just sending out those cards um, is probably my 
thing right now that I'm doing the best. Mm -hmm. There's also lots of other steps that I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not quite doing. But then also I do go on social media on Facebook and Instagram, just do sometimes funny reels, uh, nothing really serious, or just talk about my daily routine on Instagram. Um, You know, just showing the houses today, super busy or whatever it is, just to keep reminding people that that is what I do. Yes. Yeah. I, I know a lot of agents have gotten really good with Instagram and the reels and the um, even TikTok videos and yeah. things like that. I follow several people and I'm trying to work up to something like that too. I, I do post things, but I'm not great on posting videos of myself. And I know that's what a lot of times will draw people in and help build business. It's just getting over the hump of like, gosh, I have to be on camera for the whole world. <laughs> I know it's, it is like so scary too, but I found that like, once you do it, like literally like the first time you're probably going to suck. And I still suck sometimes and I overthink it or, or I don't want my husband, like even this video now, I don't like listening to my voice. So Mm -hmm. if my husband watches my stories later, he can't do it in front of me. I'm like, I don't want to hear my voice go away. It makes me nervous even to hear it. Cause I think, Oh, I sound so stupid and I'll go back and delete it. Um, and so you have to just really get past that. So like with, mm-hmm. if, with any kind of social media, get past. So you have to literally like, you know, talk on your phone and the more you do it, the better you get at it. And then also the first few times I did it, I went on, it was before I was even a real estate agent. When I went on social media, I literally like talked and then I just put my phone down and walked away because I didn't want to like hear myself and I just walked away. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And I feel like you have to add value too. So sometimes it's just fun and I haven't, and I need to get better at adding value. Like if you're a buyer, this is what you need. And it could be a real, and I've seen real estate agents do it on social media. You know, you need a pre-approval, you need this, you need to know, blah, blah, blah. You know, so those are the things too. Yeah. I think anytime you can bring humor in with the value that helps um, cement it in people's minds too. Like I remember I had a buyer presentation a few years ago and I had this slide in there that was like a pie chart. And it was yellow and blue. And it said, um, should you shop for a home before you're pre-approved? And like, you know, probably 75% of the pie chart was yellow. It said no. And then there was a sliver that was in blue. No, but in blue. (laughs) (laughs) Also the whole thing was, yeah. 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 Like, no, you should not because you have no idea what you can. Oh yeah. Well, and they, you know, people get their hearts broken. They're like, oh, I'm just starting to think about it. I want to go out and look at some houses And it's like the cart before the horse. It's like, you're going to fall in love with something and you're not going to be able to do anything about it and it will be gone. So don't, you know, I try to explain to people, you got to get your money lined up first. You know, your first stop is the lender. And if you have one, great. If you don't, I'll, I'll give you some local suggestions of people that I know are wonderful to work with and get that. And then we'll come together, you know, and I'll start working with them. But yeah, shopping before pre-approval, not good. Unless yeah. they have cash, then you're okay. But right, best kind of buyers. <laughs> what would you say um, is your least favorite task in your business, or like if you had a magic wand and you could take something off your plate or outsource it or something? What would that be? So like, I I don't mind. It. I'm getting better at it, but all of the paperwork stuff, I okay. I want to be I. If I was super successful and I could just have a transaction coordinator, they took care of all the details. I just sold or sold the houses or like, you know, got the contract. And then I had someone that did all the other stuff, like made sure everything was scheduled on time. 
and I didn't have to attach any file to any of that. I was, that's my thing. I like connecting with people. I'm not super good with the IT part. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's, it can get tedious. And then they also, you know, they're constantly changing up the forms and you have to keep on top of that. Now in Oregon, we've got another set of forms that have just come in. They just came out this week. I know. So I haven't gone to a training on the new forms yet, but I know there's a lot of strong feelings about having two sets of forms. <laughs> right. And we're going to have to have it probably for at least the next year, because there's going to be people that don't change over. Sure. Oh yeah. And then you're going to have to say, well, what forms are you using? <laughs> like, you know, before you turn your contract in. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've heard, I did hear a tip the other day that I thought was good that the, on the listing side to put in the private remarks, what set of forms you're using. And then that way the buyer's agent knows when they're go to write an offer, which forms yeah. to use. And if they have a strong opinion in the opposite, you know, like I'm going to use the new forms and you're using the old forms, I guess then you have to have a talk about it, but it'll be, it's kind of a brand new world that we're going to be entering with these two sets of forms. Well, because the new forms too, like they're going to be part of our, um, I don't know if it's the same with the RMLS, but we're in the Southern Oregon MLS. Mm -hmm it's going to be part of our dues or fees that we already pay with the new forms. But this year we've already had to, or I've had to already pay from the old forms and, but the other ones are not going to be charged. And so that is an advantage. And I have taken a couple of different classes on them where they've talked about it and they're pretty easy and self-explanatory. Um, the same as the other, but you just get used to the other and you just want to stay with that, yeah. you know, but yeah. So I'm sure we're going to have to keep, we're going to have to do two forms for the next year, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see how it goes after the first year when people are sort of, you know, there'll be partial to one set or the other. And, and then if they co-op and then you're in a, with a different co-op agent on every transaction. So uh, yeah, I hope it doesn't get messy. <laughs> it feels like it, it could potentially. Yes. Um, what are you, your interests and hobbies outside of real estate? Well, like I said, we work out, my husband and I, I love to like, just be outside. Um, you know, like I love to just sit outside and read. I love being outside. I, um, and North Southern Oregon's a little bit more, um, we don't have as much rain as Northern Oregon. Um, or so I don't think it gets quite as cold down here. I don't know. It might get as cold, but it doesn't get as rainy. And so, I love to read and I love to be outside and um, going camping um, with family and just like, you know, taking, we have an RV, so it's not like super oh, <laughs> hardcore, uh -huh. but um, yeah, just being out like outside and being with family and I, my husband and I um, are just empty nesters. So just, we take walks in the evenings or bike riding um, just that I really can just sit outside. Literally. I would wrap myself up in a blanket. Cause I just like being outside. <laughs> sure. I've, I've visited Medford a couple of times. It's been a long time, but you know, most of Oregon, we have easy access to, to nature very close by, right. Uh -huh. Trails and that sort of thing. What type of recreational places do you have right around you? Well, there's lakes and river. Like we have the river that's super close for rafting and there's all kinds of camping and stuff close by too. There's Lake of the Woods, which is only like 30, 40 minutes from here. Okay. And there's trails and like, then you can do like, you know, like stand up paddleboard or canoe, kayak. I like all those kind of things. So I like, I love the summertime and spring when it's sunny and warm mm -hmm. and I like any kind of water things too. So yeah. And we have lots of all around us. Like there's so I live in Medford, but Jacksonville is just like, you know, 15 minutes and there's some trails there. And then there's like Ashland, um, there's skiing and also just outdoor like Lithia Park there. And then like 
the other way, like towards the mountain, like Lake of the Woods or this Lost Creek. So there's stuff around us. Like I feel like in Portland is probably kind of like that too, but there's all kinds of outdoor activities. It, it is. Portland's great because it's a, it's a small, it's a city, but it's a smaller scale city. Like I came from Los Angeles. I lived in LA for 10 years before I moved up here. And I loved it because it has every, all the amenities that you want in a city, but then literally like we have Forest Park on the backside of downtown Portland. That's I think 500 acres. It's the largest park within a city or something like that. There's all kinds of walking and biking trails and we can get to Mount Hood in an hour for skiing and snow. I just took my son last weekend to go sledding up there. Um, and then we've got the coast about an hour and a half. So in the, any direction, Right. Yeah. So the coast for us is about two hours, but the same, it's not that far. We're not like landlocked or in the mm -hmm. middle, you know, and you can have skiing or you could have the lakes or the rivers or, you know, whatever you want is close by. And even down over in Bend area and, uh, you know, you can go to the, the kind of a warmer desert type of climate pretty quickly. Yes. yes. Um, well, it's not warmer necessarily in the winter. Not now. Yeah, I haven't been in the winter actually, but I am um, going that way today actually for a weekend getaway. So we'll see. And you've never been in the winter to Ben? Mm -mm. Oh, have you looked at how cold it is? Yes, it's not that bad. Actually, we're going oh. somewhere kind of in between Bend and Eugene. Um, I'm going with some friends for a hot tub resort weekend with my mom friends which we've never done before. No kids allowed. Yeah. So very excited about that. And it doesn't even matter what the weather is, then you're going to have fun. <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah. We're going to cook and hang out. We got a, I think a cabin with a kitchen and things like that. I have to take care of anyone but yourself. So that's like the, the best. <laughs> 48 hours of bliss. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I know you've got another meeting coming up here and I want to respect your time frame, Um, so we can wrap up. What would you say your best piece of advice to other agents would be either new agents or agents that are struggling and maybe want to, you know, have a goal of doubling their business this year or have a certain, um, you know, I want to do three transactions a month. What would be your best tip to get them to their next level? Well, I want that too. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. <laughs> um, but I think like, well, what connecting with people and reaching out for sure. And just bringing that energy and just having that mindset that if you want it, you just your affirmations, writing it down mm -hmm. and believing it um, all about like writing that vision for what you want in your life. Like write it down, like not necessarily what you like the three transactions, but what do you want your life to look like in two to three years? Write everything about that down, like where you live, like what you drive, what does your house look like? Do you live on the water? But write that vision down and then you can kind of say, like, okay, what's it going to take to get there? And if it is three transactions or whatever, in the Ninja installation, they do have you write it 25 times a day. Like, oh my goodness. I, I close three deals a month or whatever, you know, like, so you write that 25 times every day. I, I close three deals a month. Or you can also just, if it was a yearly, um, and so like, it's not, like when you, I guess the whole thing of it is, if you've heard of your articulator activating system, uh -huh. like when you write it down, then you just, it just opens your mind up to the possibilities. And then you see more of that. Just like when you have a yes. new car, like you started driving a Volkswagen. I have a, I got a Volkswagen Atlas a, a couple of years ago. And I never even really had heard of that before. But when you start driving it, you see those all the, over the place. And it's like, has everyone just gotten one of these? No, they've always been there, but you're just noticing it now because it's important to you. Sure. So what you make important to you and what you tell your mind is important to you, 
then that's what you start seeing. So like closing three deals a month, if that's important to you, your mind's going to automatically start showing you things where you can make that happen. Like you're going to start hearing conversations of someone maybe in a restaurant that wants to sell their house that year or whatever. I don't know. Like not that you're going to walk up to someone, a stranger at a restaurant and be like, Hey, you know, <laughs> but those are the kind of things. And I think you attract that more when you write it down and you have a clear vision for what you want, then your mind can start seeing those things and you attract those to yourself. So Definitely. I think the personal development one, reading books, educating yourself, having a vision, writing it down are all the things to become better in any area of your life. What is your favorite self uh, or mindset book? So I just finished The Go-Giver. I, mm-hmm. and so right now that's on the top of my mind, but Atomic Habits, I would say, is a, one of the best to read. I just finished that one recently. It's it so, good. so good. And mm-hmm. it, it gives you ta- real things to do and real things to conquer that. So Atomic Habits, The Go-Giver is all about serving. And when we change our mind from like, oh, I need to close this deal or I got to get a deal to like, who can I serve today? Who can I help today? It changes it around. And it's like, even if that deal falls through, that's okay, because something's better is going to come along for this client. And so it changes it around from yourself to like, what can you do for other people? And then I think you just automatically attract more of that too. Yes. But Atomic Habits, The Go-Giver is amazing. And I just started reading because I just finished. So I was looking over there because they're on my they're on my table. I just started reading be it until you become it. So all about, I haven't heard of that one. Be So it's kind of newer, but it's like, be her now. So like, like, it's like a, just the same. So like, if you want to be the top real estate agent, start acting like a top real estate agent. What would a top real estate agent do every day? Mm-hmm. Like what time would they get up? What would they do? Would they reach out? How many people would they reach out to each day? How many people would they try to connect with each day? Start acting like that top real estate agent before you are. And then that's how you become what you want to be is to start acting like it. Sure. I think priority blocking your day is super important too. And it sort of goes back to like, eat that frog, get the mm-hmm. biggest, hardest thing out of the way first, and then make sure that you are doing your paying attention to your intentions right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy for the day to get derailed. You know, we get a phone yes. call, we get an email, we've got something to deal with that comes up. So I love your morning routine and getting all of the, the biggest priorities for your mindset done right away. And then priority blocking the business tasks throughout the day as much as possible. But, you know, you also have to have some flexibility as we know things come up last minute, or you might get a buyer that says, Oh, I want to go see this house today can you meet me there in an hour? And you have to drop everything and run. So it's like you you have your, your set plan, but then you also have to have some flexibility in there and make sure that you come back around to those, those important tasks at some point. Mm -hmm. If you, if there's anybody that would like to reach out to you, other agents that have any questions for you, or just want to connect with you, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? On my Instagram, I think I have my phone number on there even, but my Instagram or Facebook, it's Angie Holmes. H-O-L-M-E-S okay. is my last name, but on Instagram, it's also Angie Holmes or Angie Sells Homes. And it's Angie underscore Sells underscore Homes and it's H-O-L-M-E-S because that's my last name. <laughs> so this happens to be perfect. It does. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to connect with anyone. I love connecting with people and meeting new people. Thank you so much for your time today at the Icons of Real Estate podcast. It's great to get to know you and hear all about what you have going on. Thank you, Maureen, for inviting me. Hopefully it was helpful for anyone or 
you know, just get some inspiration. <laughs> For sure. It's always fun, I think, to hear what other agents are doing and how they're doing it. I mean, there's a lot of things that everybody does, but every now and then you hear just like a different twist on it or a different way of thinking about something. And so I, I love doing these podcasts because I get to talk to agents in so many different areas and hear about so many different experiences and learn and grow. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Thanks. Have uh -huh. a great day. Bye-bye. You too.